After spending seven prokim discussing kilayim of the fields, which includes kleizeroyim and kleakerem, the eighth parak will discuss kleibehema, which is kilayim involving animals. But before we do that, the mission now summarizes the four types of kilayim, and it starts off with the most stringent of them all, and that is kleakerem, kilayim of a vineyard, asurim elizroya, it's forbidden to plant climb of the field, and it's also forbidden even to just maintain it in your field. As we've seen a number of times, if you see kilayim planted in your vineyard, you're obligated to uproot it. Now, although we haven't really seen this so much in the Mishnayas themselves, it's important to know that there's a machlokus in the Gemara as to whether the prohibition of kleakerem requires that you plant two other species in the vineyard, or that it's enough just to plant one species in a vineyard. And that being climb with the vineyard, with the vines, is enough. But be it as it may, as we have seen about Surim it's forbidden to benefit from Kleakerem once they've been planted, as the Torah explicitly says, Pentikdash Hamaleya. The word Tikdash meaning that it will become forbidden to benefit from, and because of that you will have to burn that which grows as Kleakerem. On to number two, Kleizroim. Climb of other seeds, which we discussed in the first three Prokim of the Masechta. So this is likewise as Surim It's forbidden to plant them and even to maintain them in your field. If you see climb growing in your field, you have to uproot them. However, whereas Kilei is forbidden to benefit from when it comes to Kilei and it's permitted to eat them and all the more so it's permitted to benefit in other ways from the Kilei for example, to sell them. Number three, Kilei Godim, Kilei of clothes, and that's more commonly known as Shatnas, mixing wool and linen together, are permitted in all matters, meaning that you're allowed to even make clothes with wool and linen, and you're allowed to even keep them in your cupboard. The only thing which is forbidden with regards to Shatnas is the Enon Asirin Enom It's only forbidden to wear them. The Torah says, Le Silber Shatnas. You shall not wear Shatnas. That's the only prohibition involved in that type of Kilayim. And we'll see in the last Perek what exactly is considered wearing it. Is putting it over your shoulder, for example, is that considered wearing it? So we'll see in the final Perek. And finally, Kilei the Hema, when it comes to Kilayim of animals, and there are two types of climb of animals. Number one is mating two different types of animals together. And the second type is making two different types of animals work together. But the Mishnah says, It's permitted to raise them and to keep them, meaning that you could put different types of animals in the same pen, for example. They could sleep together. They could live in the same place. They could do work in the same area. As long as you don't directly mate them or directly make them work together doing the same thing and tying them up, it's permitted. The Only directly mating them and bringing one animal to the other to mate them together, only that would be forbidden. But to make them live in the same place and allow them to do it themselves, that would be allowed. And of course you are allowed to benefit from an animal which is born as a result of Kilayim. And of course, as we said, it's also forbidden to work the animals together. And the Mishnah ends off by telling us that Animals born as a result of Kilayim of animals, meaning if two different animals were mated together, and the example which the Mephoshim use is when a horse and a donkey are mated together, the result of which is a mule. A mule is the cross between a horse and a donkey. And what the Mishnah is saying is that in determining what the mule is, we follow the mother. And the Mishnah will describe this at more length later on. But if, for example, you have two mules, and the first mule, so the father of the mule was a horse, and the mother of the mule was a donkey. But the other mule, it was the other way around. The father was a donkey, and the mother was a horse. We would consider the first mule to be a donkey, and the second mule to be a horse, because we followed the mother, and therefore they cannot be mated together. 
However, if both mules' mothers were horses and both mules' fathers were donkeys, for example, then they could be mated together because we consider both of them to be horses. Mishnah base. Now, with regards to working two different animals together, the Torah says, You cannot plow using a ox and a donkey together. You can't have them plowing the same thing at the same time. The point of our mission is to show that this is not just applied to an ox or a donkey, rather the Torah just talked about those because that's the most common animal to be used to plow a field. But it would really apply to any two kinds of animals, and therefore behemoth and behemoth, a domesticated animal with another domesticated animal, which is a different kind, v'chaya and chaya, an undomesticated animal with another undomesticated animal, behemoth and chaya, v'chaya and behemoth, a male behemoth with a female chaya, or a male chaya with a female behemoth, and as well as this, you may have thought that the reason why the Torah picked those two animals, the ox and the donkey, is because one of them is kosher, one of them is not kosher. The ox is a kosher animal, and the donkey is a non-kosher animal. So you might have thought that kelayim of animals is only forbidden if one of them is kosher, one of them is not kosher. Only then is it considered to be a mix. So the mission says no. Again, the reason why it picked those two animals is just because they're common animals. But really it would apply to any animals, tomeim tehemea, a non-kosher animal with another non-kosher animal, tomeim tehera, a pure kosher animal with another kosher animal, tomeim tehera, tomeim tehera, a male non-kosher animal with a female kosher animal, or a male kosher animal with a female non-kosher animal. They all come under the prohibition as surin lachresh. They are forbidden to plough together. That's the type of work which is mentioned explicitly by the Pasuk. But again, that's also an example of just a common type of work. But any work would be forbidden for them to do it together. So for example, Velimshoich, pulling if the animals are going to pull either a wagon or something else together. That would also be forbidden, or Lahanheg, or just for the owner to lead them together and tie them up for them to walk together. Again, that is also forbidden. And the example of the animals and the example of the form of work which the Torah gives it's just a common example, but it is not limited to those. And by the way, some interpret pulling and leading not to be forms of work, but rather how the owner leads the animals. So either that he pulls them by a leash, or that the animal goes in front of them and he sort of prods them along. The point is, you cannot allow two animals to either work or even walk together while they are tied up. Mishnah Gimel, the most common punishment for committing a sin in the Torah is Malchus to receive lashes, and the Torah says that if you commit an Avera, and the Mishnahis and Masechs Tamakas discuss which Averas are or are not included in the punishment of lashes, but be it as it may, the Torah says that one should receive 40 lashes for doing the Avera. But the truth is, it's learned from the Posuk there, we interpret it to actually mean 39 lashes. But since the Torah says 40 lashes, or at least it appears to say 40 lashes, so when the Mishnah refers to somebody receiving lashes, it often says he gets 40 even though the maximum amount he could get is 39. So Kalayim is an Aveir for which one gets Malchus for, and therefore Haman Higsofigasarabayim, one who leads the animals together, receives 40 lashes. And it could be that the person leading the animals is standing next to the animals, shouting at the animals to go, it could be that he's sitting in the wagon and hitting the animals. The point is, he's doing something to cause them to go, to cause them to do this work together, and therefore he has violated the Avera of Kilevehemar. And as well as that, Vahadyeshev Bakolon, the one who is sitting in the wagon, even if he is not leading the animals, also would receive the 40 lashes. The reason being that the animals feel that there's somebody inside the wagon, and that causes them to go. So according to the Tanakama, since he is causing the animals to do the work, even though he's not actually doing anything to cause them to go, he's not telling them to go or anything, since they do go as a result of him being there, he also has violated the Aveira and received lashes as a result. However, Rabbi Meir Poiter, Rabbi Meir exempts him, because one can only receive lashes if he does something. 
And here, all he did was sit down. He didn't do anything directly to cause the animals to go. He didn't shout at them, he didn't prod them to go. He only indirectly caused them to go. And therefore, according to Rameya, he would not receive the lashes. And now the Mishnah adds on another halacha at the end, and we're talking about a situation where there are two animals of the same kind who are pulling a wagon. For example, let's say there are two horses pulling a wagon, and they're able to pull the wagon by themselves. But then the hashalishis shehikashurla ratsuais, a third animal which is tied not to the wagon, but to the straps. The straps which connect the horses to the wagon. If somebody adds a donkey, ties the donkey to the strap so that the donkey helps the horses to pull the wagon. So even though the donkey is not necessary because the horse is managed without the donkey, and even though the donkey is not even connected to the same thing as the horses are connected to, because the horses are connected to the wagon whereas the donkey is connected to the straps, nevertheless, Asura, it's still forbidden because we still consider it to be the same work and the donkey is sharing the work of the horses and that that would also be forbidden. Mr. Dalit, on a similar note, in Koshina Sasus, one cannot tie a horse loaded Tzidadeakarain, neither to the sides of a wagon Vileakarain, nor behind a wagon, which is being pulled by other animals. So let's say there are oxen who are pulling a wagon, and the owner wants to tie a horse onto the side of the wagon or even behind the wagon, because, for example, this horse might be training, it might be getting used to pulling a wagon, so the owner wants to just tie it so that it gets the feeling of the speed, for example. So even though he's not doing it so that the horse can help pull the wagon, it's nevertheless forbidden because there are times where the horse might lean against the wagon slightly, might give the wagon a little push, and therefore contribute to the movement of the wagon, which means that it is in a way working with the oxen, which would be forbidden. As well as that, Velosa loved the king like a malim. One cannot work Luvdakim with camels. You can't tie them up together to work together. And Luvdakim are a type of donkey. However, they're more fierce than the general donkey. And as such, they are quite similar to camels. Nevertheless, they are still a donkey. And therefore, it's considered a different species. So it would be forbidden to mix them and get them to work together. Rabbi Yehuda is going to spell out that which we learnt at the end of Mishnah Aleph. And that is, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, asus. Any mule who is born from a horse, and when we say born, we're referring to the one who gave birth to it, i.e. the mother. So any mule who was born from a female horse and a male donkey, even though their father is a donkey, are permitted with one another. So all mules whose mother is a horse can be mated and work together, and the same works the other way around. Those mules who are born from a female donkey, even though their father may be a horse, they are permitted with one another because we consider them the same type of species. It's the same type of mule. And you may have thought that this should be forbidden. Because if you think about it, if you mate a mule with a mule, so the half of the mule which is a horse is being mated with the other mule who half is a donkey. Nevertheless, we do not view it like that. Rather, if they are the same type of mule, then they are considered the same type of animal and therefore they can be mated and work together. However, says the Mishnah, I will have another manasus. Those mules who were born from a female horse, with a mule which was born from a female donkey, they would be forbidden to be mated or work together because they are considered totally different species. There's a discussion amongst the Mepharshim whether if a mule's mother is, let's say, a donkey, can it be mated with a pure donkey? If we go after the mother, then is this mule considered to be totally a donkey? Or is it still considered a mule? So that is discussed amongst the Mepharshim.